0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. It is excellent to be with you on this fine day. I hope you guys are feeling strong, feeling positive, ready to kick this week's ass. It's a lot of good opportunities out there and I hope you guys are staying clear of the fear so that you're able to recognize it all. It's right there in front of you. So this episode This is Deconstructing Social Media Part 2. I'm once again joined by my brother Augustus Britton. Uh, We take this conversation pretty deep. It is therapeutic to say the least to lay the groundwork on this thing that has become so intricate and such a constant part of our lives these days it seems. Uh, In this episode... We dive into my strange, deep-seated demand for recognition and how that uh, manifests itself in my social media uh, presence, life, uh, relationship. We discuss the tale of Narcissus, the great Greek myth that seems to be such a powerful allegory for our current state of self-obsession in this digital age. Uh, From there, we talk a lot about our awareness around what people, what ourselves, we, and other people are posting on social media. Uh, We took this episode pretty deep, had a long and interesting conversation. I think you guys will really enjoy it. We talk about the the fall of the Roman Empire and what led to that uh, and uh, how it correlates to where we're at today here in modern day America. So, very fun, very interesting. Uh, It was a hell of a conversation that I think you guys will enjoy. Uh, Before I send you off there, I want to remind you of our partner, sponsor, Invader Coffee. It is veteran-owned, organic, low acidity. For all you coffee drinkers out there, I'm telling you, this is awesome stuff. I'm a big fan of everything they're doing. Their, their owner and founder Wes Whitlock is a total badass and I love the guy's message and he pours all of that into his brand Invader Coffee. It is awesome. I highly recommend the Fuck Shit Up blend. It is fantastic. I look forward to it every morning. It smells rich. It's incredible. It's flavorful and it gives you a great lift in the morning uh, without the that sour feeling in your gut when you drink a bad acidic cup of coffee and it just burns your intestines this stuff is the antithesis of that it is amazing it's smooth it's great i love it so head over to their, their website invadercoffee.com Use code the flow all one word, all lowercase, to get 15% off your next order. Uh, and with that, lots of love to you guys. I hope you have an excellent day and you enjoy this episode of the Ebb and Flow podcast. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination, your admission what's up everybody welcome to the ebb and flow podcast i'm your host evan Britton. it's great to be with you guys once again on this fine day i hope you guys are hanging tough out there doing the best you can to stay positive stay in the light it's about all we can do keep breathing baby it's important so today very excited for this Continuing Conversation, Deconstructing Social Media Part 2 with my brother, Augustus Britton. Gus, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, family. It's It's good to be here.
0: It's great to have you here, man. Yep. Um, So, here we are. Last time we did a chronological history... From basically from the printing press back in 1455, the invention of the printing press. So the first uh, written down or the first concrete form of communication, written word, to all the way to present day moment with the influence and prevalence Of social media from Instagram to Facebook to Twitter, etc., and what that's doing to our minds, our behavior, our consciousness. Um, I thought it was just to recap that episode. I thought it was, I mean, my mind was completely blown at the pace at which this thing has evolved over the last 20 years and i feel like really we've we've just settled into this this moment where the smartphone i.e. having a camera attached to your body to be able to capture every single moment as it happens right in front of you has become such a intricate part of the human experience in 2020 wouldn't you say Yeah, definitely. So, Absolutely. It seems as though no one can really do anything without posting it on social media. And there's this funny thing I hear people say quite often, which is, if you didn't post it on Instagram, did it actually happen? Right,
1: right. Heard that.
0: (laughs) Which is a strange, it's a strange idea. Super
1: weird. Super weird. Very weird.
0: Um, you know, I feel myself, I had this really profound uh, medical readout or diagnostic readout on Tuesday mm-hmm. with this Dr. Har Hari Khalsa of the Transformation Healing Universe Center over in West LA. And I did this thing, the scan. And it gives you this completely it's it's fascinating the amount of information this thing gets from just reading your energy field. Mm-hmm. you know our whole body is made of energy, but so it 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 transcends your physical body, it gave very detailed on point complete medical history of me up until that moment where I was. Exactly at about noon on Tuesday, Mm. August 17th of 2020. Mm. Not only did it give me a physical readout, but it did this whole psychological readout of the (laughs) strange and intricate mechanisms of my thinking patterns. And how that affects my behavior, and one of the things it came out with was, I have a strong demand for recognition, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Whoa, dude!" And it said, you know, and a lot of much of the the readout is based on childhood trauma and pain and things that happen to you during your life that have manifested themselves in these various ways in your in your current state of being that one in particular said it was Mm, mm self-inflicted so i have this which is totally true it's something i've been battling right or dancing with i like the word dancing with for the last few years i would say right um that I've really become aware of in that I have this strange need to be recognized for my work or recognized for how much I'm doing or how great I am, etc. The list fucking goes on. And social mm-hmm. media is this incredible platform for <laughs> exploring that weird and sort of maybe not dysfunctional, but definitely inhibitory mechanism of my psyche. Yeah. This need to be recognized. Right. Because that can really become a, that can, it becomes a total trap for me, especially. Right. And so since then, I've had this interesting experience of, of really examining my, Relationship with social media and Instagram in particular. Instagram seems to be my drug of choice. Um, in that I feel as I feel as though there's a part of me. I've I've made this decision for myself that Instagram. I'm only going to post when I'm completely compelled mm-hmm. to do so. Right. Good. And it's very well thought out. And I'm only putting out. As positive a content as my soul can project. That's good. So in that, but then there's this sort of tug of war that happens where now because Instagram is this platform of marketing myself mm-hmm. and expanding my quote unquote brand and my personality and my message, mm-hmm. there's a tug of war happening between being compelled to post something when something just naturally through inspiration comes to mind. Yeah. And then I put that on there. Right. But then now, because it has this business aspect to it or this quality of needing to market myself or being available to market myself, there's this weird need happening of, oh, I need to post something today. Right. Cause I haven't posted in a while. Right. But since having this readout I'm really just looking at it. Uh huh. And I'm not posting because I, I haven't really felt compelled to post anything. Good. So most of my posts over the last week or so have been mostly about the podcast, pushing people to the podcast, right. clips, etc. hmm Um But I'm dancing with this thing, man, because it's it this is a social media is a direct outlet for me to express that need for recognition. And I get high off the likes. I get high off the comments. Of course. I get get high off of these people engaging with the shit that I put out. I like to be stroked and pet and, and you know, told how fucking interesting and smart I am. And, it's fascinating. Well, yeah,
1: that's the whole chemical side of social media, Instagram in particular. But wait, w- what did he do?
0: <laughs>
1: what did he do with this cyber scan? Was it like an MRI? You walked into a machine? Or no, he... it's,
0: it's a machine. It's about the size of this. And this uh-huh. is a German medical device.
1: So about the size of a computer laptop. Yeah, yeah about uh-huh. the
0: size of a laptop. Uh-huh. And you put your hand on this area. Okay. And it takes about literally 30 seconds. Okay. You leave your hand on this thing. Uh-huh. It does a scan. You don't feel any of it. Right. Um. And then within four minutes, it gives you this brilliant readout. This, this programming contains the entire human genome. Mm. So every aspect of human genetics and variants in physiological and psychological happenings of the human organism have been uploaded into this machine. But what is it
1: reading off of your hand? Is it reading your blood pressure, your heart? It's reading
0: your energy field. Okay,
1: so somehow they've...
0: I don't know what that means.
1: Well, I mean, that's interesting because I know this girl who she is... I can't remember what her... I can't remember her name or... She does aura photography. Oh, yeah. And there's only about... She was telling... I don't know if it's true, but she was telling me... There's really only a handful of these cameras that were made. And they're these boxes. And it's the same thing. You put your hand on it. And the hand uh, energy is plugged into the the camera. Mm. And then when she takes the photo... The energy, the aura field, is printed onto the photo. So That's I suppose it's kind of a similar transmission through the hand, and then yeah. finding it. I mean her thing is uh, seems like a less, a more rudimentary, um, you know.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: this uh, thing yeah.
0: is a German medical device. So this is. And you go into a doctor's office in Germany and most likely they'll have one of these machines. Dude, I did no, I filled out no forms. I gave this guy no information about my medical history. We had had a conversation earlier Mm -hmm. about a week prior or so. Uh, Literally nothing to do with anything health-related, etc., and this thing was so on point right. that my mind is still processing the information.
1: Can anybody go and get it?
0: Yeah, you can go. Do you have go, to make an appointment? Make an appointment. Transformation Healing Universe.
1: Transformation Healing Universe. Okay. Doctor
0: Harhari Khalsa. This guy is a he trained under Yogi Bhajan. Yep. Okay. Um he's a That's kundalini. Cool. Yogi, uh, Mm -hmm. chiropractor, but he's so far beyond that. This this healing center he has is literally state of the art. Interesting. He's got the most fascinating equipment and machines in there. It'll blow your fucking mind. And this is not like this. This is not woo woo shit. Uh This this works in ways that are far beyond the Western medical establishment's understanding of health and the human organism. Right. At the end well, of the day, it's all based on energy yeah. and, and, seems... the, and the resonance of your energy field right. as a human being. We're all energy. Right. Like we're we're just we're more grossly coagulated forms of energy that come into these physical bodies and manifests itself in these physical creations that we are and that we see all around us. Right. But it all stems from energy and that's what all of this equipment is based on. Right. 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 <clears throat> so it was really fascinating. So that in itself, this idea of, um, you know, that that was one thing in particular. It resonated deeply with me, this need for recognition. I even find myself having this thing at home with my family. Forget about social media, but I want to be recognized for cleaning the kitchen. Yeah. You know, or doing the laundry. Like, I want to get... Like, I, I, I have this weird underlying need to get a pat on the back for... Anything I do. <laughs> well, I
1: think that's common knowledge with people that know you, whether you know that or not. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But my question to you, if we're going dis- to dissect this even more, um, because you said that you kind of had the revelation about it through the, <laughs> <through> the cyber scan, <laughs> but do you think that because – Football players are weaned to be mm. adored, and you're weaned uh-huh. to have a certain amount of recognition. Do you think it started actually earlier, or do you think it um, was born out of what you had learned in being a successful athlete?
0: Um, I think football fed this. Uh-huh. It fed this desire. Yeah. But I think this transcends my lifetime.
1: So it goes back.
0: It goes back before I was even born. This was.
1: So maybe you were a Viking captain of a ship. I mean,
0: I have my theory about what it, exactly what it is that I'm not going to share on this because I think people just think I'm totally out of. Oh my yeah, I know. It, I
1: know. I won't share it then. But.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and and maybe for a later time i when i have better a better <laughs> vocabulary to articulate yeah what my theory around it is right. but um you know
1: on this topic of wanting recognition and then social media particularly instagram being a perfect platform to test the waters of how much recognition you're able to find and get. And, I mean, I think it's common knowledge now that all of the things that social media hits in us on a biochemical level are um, like drugs. I mean, when yeah. you get a like, you get a hit of dopamine. I don't exactly know what dopamine is. You you do too, but I, that's not what I wanted to say. I want to, you know, because I'm curious... so we don't really know how aware the people were watching on instagram are so yeah if you and i was reading about narcissus today i wanted me to ta- too oh good i wanted to talk about that a little I bit. i just did a whole deep dive on synchronicity yeah. awesome so i wanted to talk about that a little bit yeah and um so it's all you know it's so now if I look at your Instagram, since we've had this conversation, I'm going to go and you post a photo, I'm going to go, Oh, okay. So Ebb was aware of this photo. This isn't pure masturbation
0: now. I'm very, yeah, I'm very aware of that. And I, I make a point. I, I would say I have. Very good discipline and not just posting to post out of the ejaculation of my need for recognition.
1: I think that's good. And I think there's a spiritual intuition involved in posting. But of course, like our last episode, uh, intuition has been blocked and muffled these days. So you're not really um, probably not posting purely through that intuition. You know, for me, Instagram has become so much more palatable or. Tolerable it's a mixture of both of those words when I got sober huh. when I was high, it was a complete nightmare interesting it was a fucking nightmare interesting like more anxiety than I knew what to deal with now that I'm sober, I don't really give a fuck interesting and I'm capable of like being aware of like ooh does my face look weird there like <laughs> fuck it who gives a fuck
0: i think that's a very healthy relationship with it
1: yeah yeah because it it's should, gotten so much it more healthy should
0: be, it should be taken lightly
1: it's so much more healthy now
0: you know we shouldn't be looking at social media as the end all be all of our lives yeah
1: i was so sick
0: I was well, so sick. Yeah, but <laughs> take take your sickness uh-huh. and then multiply it exponentially by the thousands yeah. to the mass yeah. consciousness, the mass population that's using it. By the because, billions. Billion, yeah. I mean, there's more than a billion people on it's there now. It's mostly masturbation. Yeah, It's mostly ejaculation. <sighs> it's just this unbridled, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk about, it's just this unbridled spewing of consciousness and emotion onto social media, yeah, and whether it's whether it's some polarized point of view on politics, food, um you know physiological ethos, how to train, how to be, how to think, et cetera, or I mean, how many selfies do we see when you're scrolling through? It feels like people are posting selfies all the time to me. I'm in my opinion, and I have no judgment either way. And I think it's kind of interesting when people post selfies. But It's like, wow, because selfies to me are the epitome of the narcissist tale. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, yeah. it's catching a glimpse of your reflection in the pool. Right. And falling madly in love with yourself. Right in some, in some sense, yeah. And but I appreciate too, like Gus, when I I know that when you're posting a selfie because I have this awareness of you, you're doing it almost in this contrary, indicated position of how interesting it is that we all post selfies. Here's one of me. Right. <laughs> well, well, I can't
1: post a selfie now without some sort of I mean I don't necessarily have to put a caption, but I'm usually like this is my face.
0: Right, right. Like I have to yeah, I have yeah. to
1: take note of how fucking stupid and bizarre this shit yes. is. That I'm ac- that I've actually turned a mirror on myself and decided to share it with you.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And the story of Narcissus, he looks in the he he's he the the, the essence of it, he Falls in love with his reflection. Yes, and how I see, I I I feel like there's different myths, and I feel like you can. It's I there's feel like a few it's, different versions. I, my version was he falls in love with his infre- his uh, reflection and gets so entranced by it that he ends up falling in and drowning. They say he. I, I heard one. He gets so entranced by it that he stops eating yeah he's all he living. can think about so yeah. he can he starves to death
0: yeah or he commits suicide because he can't obtain his object of desire yeah. there there's a few different versions what i thought was really interesting about it was that so narcissus was this hunter and he was praised for his beauty and he he himself loved everything that was beautiful but he had this deep sense of pride, which created in him, he disdained all of those people that were so in love with him. He hated them. Mm-hmm. He wanted nothing to do with them and causing many of these people to kill themselves, to commit mm-hmm. suicide in in a show of their their devotion to him. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is a really interesting aspect of this story because it's mm. this interesting twist of external beauty and internal ugliness. Yeah. This internal... Because disdaining those who love him, he really... That that in itself is that he he had no love for himself. You know, he had no love for... He he had no concept uh, or understanding of what true love or internal love and, and understanding compassion was, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So all of his love of beauty was this external shit, which right. led him down this very dark path of eventually either committing suicide for complete, um, you know, disillusionment or committing suicide over the the fact that he could never obtain his object of desire which was his reflection in the pool or falling so madly in love with his reflection that he actually fell into the pool and never came out
1: yeah but also your thing that you just said is interesting to me that people started offing themselves because he didn't love them back right which is totally an instagram correlation to me yeah because you can't reach whatever model you're interested in. I mean, there's a shot in the dark with a DM, but that, that's just, you know, that's just... Uh, <laughs> um, but let's face it, there's, you know, as deep as your phone is, which is about a quarter of an inch deep, is how deep you can get on Instagram. I mean, it's a very superficial layer. You know, we can express things on there, but it's really not who you are no it's not who you are it's not reality it's not reality it's a it's a uh curated i mean the problem the problem that you get i, I feel like that's just inherent with social media is that it's instantly curated yeah
0: it's an illusion
1: yeah and we can curate our lives We wear certain clothes, we wear certain sunglasses, we wear certain shoes. This is a curation of our livelihood. But I don't see, maybe the problem comes down to awareness. How aware are you? Yes. You know, like the the Instagram squat girl, the girl that does squat videos. You know, A, what are you doing? B, what do you think people are looking at? See what the fuck is going on, unless we're hearkening back to the oldest occupation on Earth, which is um, brothels. Hold on. You know, I think it comes down to, based off that, is that, to me, it's drug-related, and it's kind of demented...
0: Drug as in substances or the drug of sexuality or lust? What was the thing you were saying about Rome? I well, mean... it's been said many times. I don't have a direct source on this. Uh, I've heard this in podcasts discussing the fall of Rome, and Roman history. I've read snippets of various things that have discussed this, but towards the end of the Roman Empire, and I say the, the end of the Roman Empire as Rome fell, its citizens descended into this consumerist materiality where they spent much of their days devouring and lusting after exotic goods. Uh, I was listening to this podcast only a couple of weeks ago uh, of these guys I love mysterious universe and they were talking about this exact thing and how um at the end of the roman empire a young you could purchase a purchasing a young boy to have sexual interactions with was more expensive than buying an entire field of wheat mm and it was you know in many people's eyes and many historians eyes this descent into decadence and lust created a very soft culture that was easily overtaken by the germanic tribes the celtic tribes that surrounded it who the caesars who ruled rome um I think Marcus Aurelius, in, in particular, who who began this thing, the Celtic Holocaust, which was going out to the outskirts of the Roman Empire and dominating and overtaking these tribes of people who were mm. the Celts. Mm. Um, and they lived very, you know, they were considered savages, but in today you would look at them as, they were nature worshipers. They were the pagans. They were the ones living off the land. They were sort of the native Europeans mm-hmm. um, who Marcus Aurelius and the Caesars made it their mission to conquer these, these people to either bring them into the Roman Empire, the Roman ethos, or to exterminate them. Mm. And there's this whole period, the Celtic Holocaust. You can There's a tremendous podcast on it, on uh, Hardcore History with Dan Carlin you should listen to. it. It's about a six-hour pod mm. where he talks all about this. It was fascinating to me because I believe our ancestors were of these Celtic people. Right. Pre-Mary Bliss. Right. I think her ancestors, Mary Bliss Parsons, for anyone listening, is our earliest American ancestor. Her and her husband... Uh, Cornet Joseph Parsons came to America from England in about 16, the late 1630s and established this town in Massachusetts, Springfield, Massachusetts. And uh, Mary Bliss was on trial for witchcraft three times during her life, got off every single time due to her husband's very elite status in the community. Mm. He was tied in deeply with the the lawmakers mm. uh etc, and she was a descendant of druids. Druids were in my understanding, this sort of predates written history, but the way i 've traced this is Viking immigrants left Scandinavia or left the Western european coast and migrated to the island of what is now the united kingdom Mm -hmm. the druids were the sort of elite mystical class Mm. of these people druids Mm. were vikings they're they're the ones who built stonehenge they were lawmakers they were fucking really they were fucking badass sage Mm. warriors Mm. so mary bliss was a descendant of them but predating that i believe that that her ancestors were of these Celtic tribes. Mm. And when you listen to this podcast, it's to me, there's no doubt that's sort of where we come from. And that's even, I think those people were descendants of Neanderthals, right? Neanderthals came from the Neander Valley, which is now in Germany. And they were a very tough, very, tribal tight-knit group of people Mm. they could deal with the cold they knew how to fucking hunt and gather they were some fucking badass it must
1: have been so trippy back then far cry from uh what? Social media. Yeah, oh my god, dude! They, those people would literally, Holy those people would literally rip your arms they, off. Yeah, and they, beat you with we, your arms. We
0: would not stand a fucking chance. They'd
1: probably be strong enough to rip your arms
0: probably, off. Probably, yeah, absolutely. They were probably twice
1: our size too.
0: Uh, Neanderthals no, were or were, were they like, smaller? They were like mom's build, but
1: probably ten times as strong as yeah, us.
0: Yeah, they're like fucking you know. cardio
1: off the charts.
0: And at one time, we thought that uh homeo sapiens or homo sapiens or whoever the predominant species of human were uh-huh. exterminated the neanderthals right but as we found through genetic testing like for me I did that twenty three andme me and found out that I have ninety eight percent more Neanderthal right. variants in my DNA right than ninety eight percent of the population
1: right right but we but it was what we thought we were Polish Dutch Welsh Swedish very much yeah Black Irish or something wasn't something like that
0: in there? uh yeah I don't Maybe know what like Black Irish actually is I don't, I don't either Welsh Welsh Polish, Polish Dutch Swedish. Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. yeah. You know what, man? I, so gotta, I don't know how we got to I that. Gotta, but. I got to You know, honestly, oh, cause we were talking about the decadence of the Roman Empire. Right. Right. And honestly, man,
1: it go back to what you said. Are we still taking selfies? I got to say, man, I'm, I'm kind of fucking bored with uh, Instagram, you yeah. know, and I wrote this uh, not not, you know, not necessarily to talk about this book again, but. That whole book I wrote was all about my spiritual dissection and just dying to transcend Instagram, constantly deleting it off my phone, constantly anxious, constantly uncomfortable, constantly unsure, uncertain, trying to figure out who the fuck I was through this digital realm. And I just got really sick of it. All of my theories are basically in that book and real life situations that I went through. And, you know, I think it's a cleansing. I think we just the apes have to get the selfies out of their system yeah I was looking up mirrors too when the first mirrors were created. Oh interesting. the first mirror, as we know it today, was created in like the mid1800s but mirrors are thousands of years old, pre-Egyptian to like this Turkey area, but they made it like different Sumerians methods. yeah maybe. but they made it with like different kind of uh chemicals and stuff, so it didn't really look like clear like we have. Uh-huh. And if you think about a world without mirrors, that would just be unbelievable. Yeah, But there would only be natural mirrors, which would be like water ripples. I think that's the only thing. Yeah, water pools. And... Yeah, I was also thinking the other day about why the sky is blue. Why does the sky turn blue? But wait, wow. let me just... <laughs> Eb, I feel like, and uh, maybe you're here too, I've sort of transcended... And I and I'm saying I'm not saying this as a in a highfalutin way. I feel like I've kind of transcended whatever whatever I thought Instagram was or how I could monopolize it or just what it could give me, you know? And I just don't really know what to say anymore. I don't know what, I'm sort of appalled now. Now it's just kind of a general appalled feeling at the kind of derangement that, and, you know, like I said last episode, maybe it's really just morphed into the new television. And there's that Marshall McLuhan thing. Maybe you have thoughts on this, that famous Marshall McLuhan quote. The medium is the message. Mm. So like, and this, he was pre-cell phone, of course, and pre-social media, like television or radio. Those are the mediums. And now the medium is the cell phone. Like, what's the message? And then today, The Independent just came out with this article that they've just... Created a biosynthetic material that can link technology into your brain. (laughs) And Elon, of course, is trying this, trying out this Neuralink thing, but they created this bot. And the reason they couldn't do it before was because whenever they tried to implant technology into skin or muscles, the scarring would disrupt it. But this biosynthetic material has made Who the made fuck
0: it. are they testing that on? That's
1: my question.
0: Who the fuck like. Well, they're who,
1: testing who, it on brains too. on
0: animals? Like, who, who the fuck are they testing this It's in
1: show? Maryland, I believe. Somewhere in Maryland.
0: No but, thanks, but man. See, but see, I'll maybe, walk into the woods right. way before I get of fucking course, any of this shit. course. Musk is saying, Musk
1: it. is saying you could have a USB fucking disc in your head which will stream music. Why the fuck would you want that? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Yes, you're talented, but go fuck yourself. I don't need that shit. Yeah, what's the point of that? Anyway, I'm I'm getting a little riled up. But how do you, you know, but what I wanted to come around to was. <laughs> Wait, what I wanted to come around yeah. to, Eb, was. So we have some semblance of continuity in this conversation. What the fuck is this going toward how long are we going to be taking the selfies it seems like social media is this kind of last frontier of a digital community so maybe what is next that's maybe what I'm trying to ask here and now that I heard this biosynthetic material shit is that where the, technolo- the technological evolution goes yeah to where we integrate with AI. I mean, Musk's, yeah. Musk's argument is that we need to integrate with technology because AI is going to become too powerful. And we need to be able to fight AI with technology in ourselves. <laughs> well, what the fuck are we doing? Really? Why yeah. not actually take care of the humans? I mean, we're trying to get to Mars. The Earth is a disaster. Yeah. Is it just going to keep going, Ebb? Are we going to keep jumping planets or will the, the asteroid hit or will the volcano explode? Or will it just keep transcending
0: technologically? Well, and then we turn into the aliens. Jesus Christ. It's a lot, dude. It's a lot that you're saying there. I want (laughs) to. You need some
1: sound effects on this. Christ, (laughs) you need some like,
0: (laughs) fucking explosion sound (laughs) effects. Um, this is all really important speculation and and reflection and seeking of information. On this, I, I don't, I want to wrap up this narcissist selfies Yes, part of this first. Okay. But I think the tale of narcissists, uh-huh. it is a allegory for a very human aspect. A very... Human, natural, psychological aspect that every person comes to terms with in one way or another. Either you're head over heels in love with yourself, you're completely indifferent to how you look, which I think is very few in this day and age. Complete indifference to your physical body mm. and your physical presence. Or you totally hate yourself and you're on the other end of the spectrum. And maybe you're somewhere a mix and a blend of all of these things combined. Um, I think that social media has presented a very tangible opportunity for people to express, fully express their unique narcissism and it's it's pretty empty like there's not much knowledge there hmm. there's not much to be shared when you're posting a selfie you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's a very <laughs> it's a very light form of communication like it's not there's nothing really that interesting about just seeing a person's face mm. necessarily most cases because there are very interesting self portraits i think where a face says a lifetime of words mm-hmm. too but those are very few and far between um and nothing nothing against selfies hey i think that's you know that's cute if you feel like you're you know <laughs> You want to share a, a cute little selfie of yourself with the world because right. you're proud of who you are and how you look. Yeah, sure, yeah. That's yeah. great. That's great. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's, it's just, it's it's illuminating a very interesting aspect of our humanity Yeah, that has transcended into something far beyond what we could have imagined. Mm-hmm. So before we get to that, there's this... There's this aspect of, before we get to your future uh, tripping on where this is all going, because I want to get to that, too. Um, You know, we have this unbridled thought spewing. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to this guy yesterday, this guy, Sebastian Siegel, who's awesome. One of my my favorite dudes I've ever had a conversation with. Really, a spirit brother. That episode will be out. I'm not sure. Probably after this one airs. Um, But we were talking about this. And, you know, there's so little structure in our American ethos and consciousness around how we feel and deal with our own emotions and Mm -hmm. feelings. You know, like there's no spirituality like we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. There's no connection to something higher, which leads to this egotistical, ego-driven type of communication, mm-hmm. which he mentioned this quote by Mike, and I looked it up. This Mike, Mike Tyson uh-huh. had this incredible quote recently where he said, Social media made you all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. Yeah, I saw that. You know, and it's so true. Right. And what's interesting to me about it, because there's two sides to every coin, right? And while there's this unbridled aggression and vitriol and ego-driven vomiting out there. There's the flip side. Interestingly enough, the flip side of that coin is this hyper ultra sensitivity Mm. where you can't even say anything back or, you know, a conversation can't even be had. And perhaps the digital realm is not the place to even have a conversation. Yeah. Maybe that's not not what it's built for.
1: Probably not.
0: Because... You know, someone who's incredibly insecure and sad inside and hates themselves for one reason or another because they've been told they're a piece of shit their entire lives by their parents and, you know, people around them in their lives or that they're fucking worthless and all of that that you know is happening to myriad children in the world right now. Mm -hmm. You grow up into this sort of vile individual who hates themselves. Mm -hmm. And then you're given the grace of being able to communicate what's in your head with the safety of not having to face anyone in person. So you create this fucking strange communication system. Right. Right? Where there's no consequences there's no real-time consequences of what you're saying and how it's affecting the people that you are directing that towards
1: yeah and it's also not everybody's good with words either so it well, becomes very this few
0: people we're the most uneducated it, country on the planet it
1: becomes this ineloquent uh yeah. sh- shit throwing in the cafeteria
0: there's a complete there's a complete disgrace of language happening yeah. i mean people don't i love the the memes no one under very few people understand the correct usage of a versus an a versus an no nobody knows then or than either no one knows then or than that's always no one shocking. knows there there or there
1: also lose or loose lose is spelled l o s e not l o o s e
0: to hang loose that's l o o s e yeah you know so <laughs> it's a very primitive form of communication there's a very uneducated in eloquence to all of the communication happening in social media which creates this strange chasm of psychology yeah in I, real time
1: i think we need more polls we need more polls like global polls on these things polling yeah how people feel about it what's your daily usage what's your what's your mo on it you know I also want to just clarify, I wasn't saying fuck yourself to Elon. Sure. I was saying.
0: What's wrong with that?
1: Well, I was really saying fuck yourself to this whole thing of not recognizing our ability to live naturally and being swept away by technology and (sighs) thinking we can't even sit down and meditate, but we want to implant chips into our ass asses, you know? Oh, the other thing, dude, the other thing I was going to say, I have a lot less interest in uh, Instagram the more I meditate. Yeah, yeah. I'm so much less interested in it. Totally, also, dude. since meditation for me lately has become really uh, cleaning out the, the hard drive and just <laughs> look at me using a uh, fucking tech technical <laughs> fucking term. Right. Yeah. Sweeping out the dust, sweeping out the cobwebs of different thoughts. Uh-huh. I don't want more myriad thoughts inside yeah and i'll notice those images will get stuck yeah like i'll see a a touchdown and then i'll see like a a squat video and then i'll see you know and it's just like it's too much yeah, it's
0: implanted
1: imagery and it's yeah. not necessary
0: it's like it's not even like you're hanging if you called your mind a room mm-hmm. call your mind a blank room yeah a vast Oh, ruin. God. It's not even like hanging pictures. It's like someone drew on the wall. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But, um,
1: but wait, I want to touch on your narcissism thing because I feel like people these days don't exactly... Uh,
0: hey, I'm, and by the way, when we talk... Gus and I, I mean, I, I can I can really only speak for myself, but I think that Gus is on this wavelength as well. You know, we're only speaking on this from the point of perspective of having wholeheartedly and fully ourselves been operating from this place. Yeah. Like I I started this thing off with, I have some weird self-imposed deep seated need for recognition. totally, And that expresses itself beautifully through my Instagram. Yeah. And my relationship with
1: it, but see, wait, I want to say, yeah, I I agree, and I'm. So on, I needed to I'm just on put the, that out there. So no, that for it sure. Didn't seem Listen, like
0: we're just talking shit,
1: man. If you read, if you, I don't, I don't want to keep talking. How about, to kill if, a white if man? You read Get that it. shit? It's all fucking in there. I talk about how psychotic I got on it. Anyway, um, it's a drug. Yes, but back to the narcissistic thing. I don't know if people really. What if we positioned it as? It's not necessarily full-blown narcissism because when I looked up narcissism today, there's an actual narcissistic disorder, which is I feel like the red line of the spectrum. But what if we looked at it as the ape trying to discover something about themselves? Like you're looking in the mirror to really – I think it comes back to the essence of our desire to figure out who we are and it's the new frontier in a way and that now that we can't get on a ship and and sail or or get in a wagon and go across the country it's the hunting ground now mm. it's the it's the field where we go out and hunt for vibes as opposed as opposed to meat mm. Uh, which isn't really what I'm stoked about. And I don't think you're super stoked about it. Cause like you say, you'd rather just walk out into the woods. And I think that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Which maybe brings us to where to, where are we going from here?
0: Well, all of that being said, I don't know. There, there's nothing here to really do about it. I mean, this whole, this whole podcast, this series that we're doing is all about, in my opinion, Acknowledging these realities of this thing that we're in.
1: We should have people phone in.
0: That would be and uh, just say how they epic. use it. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, next yeah, one. We'll definitely do that. Or something. Um, but it's just I you know, my goal with all of this is just to sort of acknowledge and get a foothold on what this is and where we're at and what it's doing and what we're doing with it. Um, so, you know, do what you want with all of this, your narcissistic tendencies. Do you have any, do you use social media as sort of a platform just to view others lives to get your news, whatever it is. And I'm not saying I'm not, I've got, I'm, I'm not passing any judgment on any of this because I have been just as much, uh, uh, a proponent in all of this as anyone else out there. Obviously I fucking use this shit and I, I guess I have to continue using it at least for a little while until I figure out something better or something more in line with my, but let me ask you something.
1: Let me ask you something. What's the problem? Like what's the root of the problem? Like, are you, and I think you and I are on similar wavelengths, but, like, for you, is it you don't want to be here in this digital realm? It's not who you are genetically, intrinsically? Like, why why are we even bothering to have this conversation to figure out what's going on?
0: I think that's a great question.
1: Like, who the fuck are we? To sit here and try and figure this shit
0: out. And quote unquote deconstruct social media. Right. For me it comes to a very real, very honest, very true sensation in myself, in my guts of disturbance. Mm -hmm. When I'm scrolling through social media... Or I feel my soul's energy mm. being sapped by any thought having to do with social media. Whether it's a post I saw or having to have this this deep end corner of my mind working to construct a new post. I'm disturbed by it. Mm. It doesn't feel natural. It's not fulfilling. It's not life giving.
1: So in a way, what I'm taking from that, and I feel all that, it's disrupting your natural intuitive frequency. Yeah. Something is happening that, well, that in your heart space, if we will, some frequency is not vibing with what this thing is offering. Yes. And it's a very...
0: Um... Well, I would I would reword that a little bit because I wouldn't say that it's disrupting my natural intuitive frequency because I feel as though my intuition in particular is leading me away from it. So I wouldn't say it's disrupting my natural intuitive frequency. I would say that it's disrupting my natural frequency. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, You know, Mm -hmm. and And I want to, I want to understand, I want to fucking break this
1: down. What am I doing, man? And wait, and that's, and that's because of the imagery, because of the colors, because of the, like you said, the angst of trying to figure out what to, how to, how you should participate on it. So it's like a myriad of things that are disrupting the
0: frequency. All of that, all of that. And I think it could be even simplified down to the energy that the frequency that this thing functions on. Like, is Harhari on Instagram? No, we'll see. That's
1: yeah. There's no way Sadguru doesn't runs his. He doesn't yeah. run that Fuck shit. No,
0: no, dude. I, and so, that's you know, I mean, that's it's part of that thing, dude. You know, it's a great tool. We can come back to that. You know, it's a great tool for propagating a message. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great tool for marketing oneself with a very low cost. Literally costs you $0 to set up an Instagram account and start putting things out there. Mm. It costs you no money. It costs you time and energy, but it costs you nothing financially.
1: Well, see, that's where that 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 there's a rub there of our old favorite quote of everybody's doing the best they can at their own level of awareness. And you're talking about propagating a positive or holistic cause. Not everybody's doing that.
0: Yes, of course. Of course.
1: And you got a billion people. There's probably I like to call it the spiritual two percent. You've got the financial two percent and you've got the spiritual two percent who are actually participating in holistic spiritual uh activities.
0: Yeah. So Well, I keep going back to this book too, Power vs. Force, but yeah. it's got so much it, it's got so much information that is so uh correlative to where we are at right now in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm and in the book he talks about how 85% 85% of the world's population is living at a consciousness level that is below life a life supporting level which means mm. it, <coughs> 85% of the world's population is functioning from a consciousness level of fear every day People are waking up, going about their business, trying to get on with their lives in a state of perpetual fear. Mm. So, and that
1: degenerates your DNA?
0: Is that what you mean by not life-supporting? It means it weakens your life force. You're living from a very weak level of perception. Yeah, You're not living from a anabolic life-supporting life-giving energy platform which begins at the level of courage which if you break the consciousness level of courage down to what does that mean in terms of your behaviors as an individual Mm -hmm. that means taking responsibility having the courage to take responsibility for your Mm -hmm. own life
1: and there's ways to remedy this Which we don't don't necessarily talk about, but I'm sure Ebb's talked about it.
0: Well, this is what we talk about. This is why 12-step programs are so powerful. Because the initial, the initiation, when you get into 12 steps Mm -hmm. and you really start to fucking (laughs) break it down. Right. The first step is taking responsibility for your life. We admit we are powerless over dot, 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 X, Y, Z. yeah Whatever that might be. Alcohol, emotions, feelings, you know, whatever it is. You fucking surrender to your powerlessness and you take responsibility for your life as a fucking individual. Most people can't even do that. So now you take that and you apply that to what's happening in social media. People, it's mayhem yeah yeah so well that that's a good point so you've got 85 percent Drek. well then how many so that's 85 percent of a global population but i would say it's probably even greater than that in the social media population oh uh, yeah so how many yeah. people are on social media two billion no no, no. yeah two to three billion mm-hmm. maybe that might be high i don't no, know i think that
1: might be what it is
0: Two to three billion people are on social media. I would say the social media level of consciousness is very low. Yeah. yeah. Collectively, it's probably just over that level 200. Because mm-hmm. he says the global population commu- commu- uh, cumulatively um, scales at <laughs> just over the level of 200. Because of the small percentage of people who are functioning at a level of say four hundred and higher. Yeah.
1: What's the highest?
0: A thousand, but that's like Jesus, Buddha, yeah. Shiva, Shakti. Shakti. Whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting. That's like your ascended masters are functioning from that level of a thousand. Maybe the Dalai Lamas. Yeah. The Dalai Lama's probably up there. But those people, they counterbalance. That fear. Mm. So, a person living at the level of, say, 600 to 700, which is living from a place of love and joy and compassion, you are one individual at that level is counterbalancing 50 million people who are living at a level of below 200.
1: Mm. Um, We also got to talk about followers and following. I well, think maybe that's, that's inter- part, yeah, three. part three. Maybe
0: that's part three because I think we're on a really good note here. So, for me, Gus, I think your your question is really important. Of why are we doing this? And I ask myself that, you know, because there's this, there's a sect of philosophers, futurists, historians intellectuals, great minds in the world who have argued that human existence is now only happening to perpetuate the computer's existence Mm. and that that's our next stage of evolution. Like Elon Musk says, we're going to have to integrate technology into our biology to fight A.I., It's like that's one perspective, but you realize there's an infinite perspective in the grand scheme of consciousness. For sure. And there's a lot more to what's happening in the energy in the universe than our fucking egotistical, industrialized vision of humanity. Why I don't think that works, and I don't think I'm alone here. Mm -hmm. I think it's only a matter of time before people become aware of their own disturbance of it. Because that's natural. To me, that's what's natural. I don't think it's a natural mechanism of humanity to go, this feels really good. No, it's
1: imposed. It's imposed. It's bullshit. (laughs)
0: Like, this is what makes my life feel great. Well,
1: but see, check this out. That's why I believe that young people are more capable of being on social media because your awareness hasn't reached any sort of awareness yet. Right. You're still unconscious. Mm-hmm. So you think it's the thing to do. It's like who primarily plays video games? Kids. It's kids. Yeah. Yeah. There's How adults old, that like do it, but there's, it's primarily kids. 10 that do to 18. Yeah. Because they're not participating in anything real yet. Right. Um, you know, sure, you can make money, but whatever. Um, you know, I was think I read I was reading this book, this Bertrand Russell book, Why I'm Not a Christian. He's a little scientific, which I don't exactly yeah, agree is with.
0: Super scientific. He's though. a little
1: too sciencey for me. I don't. Which, but he has some he has some interesting points, and one of his points was um, talking about sages and you know living in caves, and you know to a certain extent he talks about that, but. It was just a snippet where he said, uh, you know, not everybody can do that because the world would just succumb to complete boredom. And, you know, it's interesting to me how could we be all on the same wavelength? Like, you know more about Atlantis than me. I, I have this kind of uh, kind of imagining of Atlantis that everything Like in the prime of Atlantis, whatever that would mean. Or I would think it would be perpetually prime. But... uh,
0: No, it wasn't. It was much like this. Okay. It had an end too.
1: Does it ever work out then? (laughs) Well, see, that's... Are we ever... Like, not everybody can smoke weed because then the the plumber comes in and puts the the pipe on backwards. (laughs) You know? I mean, we can't all be on the same... (laughs) shift which kind of goes back to the tribalism element you know and and inherently women and men they have different jobs the women household and keep the house beautiful and 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 well kept the men go out and fucking kill the bear right uh so naturally we're on different like that's just like a kind of one two punch of of a difference in you know how we function Well, but like, what's the dreamscape?
0: Wow. The dreamscape to me is that we all leave each other the fuck alone with wherever each one of us is at. What if you just allowed everybody to just be them? Stop trying to force every, hey, and, and that goes with this conversation too. Like I'm not, while I say that I don't think the technological path is a natural path, obvious that's obvious, right? In, in in varying forms, because if you're going down this path of technology is the answer, and we need to constantly be seeking out technological innovation in order to sustain our humanity. That in itself is contrary because you're not going to sustain your humanity going down this path of seeking out ever more technological innovation, first of all. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that a technological path couldn't be a good one. But my dreamscape is that, sure, those who want to go down the technological path, you do that those who want to go down the natural path deeper into their humanity, into spirituality, because that's eventually where humanity leads is into spirituality. Let them do that. Why do we all have to be on the same path? You know, because even Gus, you know, I think about this. I mean, even in your own mind, there is such an array, such a, vast spectrum of thought and ideas and um even contradictions or supposed contradictions of ideologies you know like how could you think this or believe this and you also believe that Mm -hmm. but you do you know you think of i am you know i'm not really going to try to name something like that in my own head at the moment but Think about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so your your individual consciousness is a microcosm of the collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. There is this vast array of beliefs and ideas and thoughts and processes that spans a massive spectrum, an eternal infinite spectrum of behavior and ideologies and etc. Why do we all have to be forced into something? Mm -hmm. You know, like why... To me, the dreamscape is we're all afforded and allowed the opportunity to do and express our humanity however that seems fit to us.
1: But that's, I mean, uh, to that point, that's interesting about what the dawning or... Whatever the dawning of the age of Aquarius, which to me is the dawning of a feminine mystique or a feminine uh, liberation, Mm. you know, now we have gays are allowed to be, trans are allowed to be, you know, so it's almost becoming this, could it possibly become this Midsummer Night's dream where like. Unicorns exist and cento- centaurs exist <laughs> and toads that talk, you know? Why not? Maybe that's what it kind of... See, my my question, my thought was... Because with technology, like you said, it humanity leads back to the spiritual, it seems. Because at the end of the day, this box, this mic, this computer... This shit has a shelf life. The se- Humans have a shelf life too. But consciousness is eternal. Yes. yes. So, and spirituality is eternal. So, can we find spirituality through technology? I think it can serve it cuz like in the same way the computer we get to look up information and read about narcissus so in a way it's kind of serving our, our spiritual yes. our our spiritual uh
0: framework but i don't i think that you <laughs> <I'm> know <fucking. laughs> no i mean intuitively though i feel as though people living in this technological paradigm of seeking out you know deeper and deeper technological innovations you are living and this is, again uh, you know i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not judging i'm not i'm just highlighting how it appears to me is that you are trapped in in a in a thought paradigm of the physical body is a finite the physical body and your life in it represents a finite experience so once you die that's it it's over there's nothing left so your fear around the dissolution of the physical body the deterioration of the physical body means that this game is over but to me if you're coming at it from the natural perspective or a perspective in which your humanity and your spirituality are paramount to your existence you come to this very real belief that your physical body is merely a vessel for your consciousness or your soul to travel in during this one lifetime and you will shed this physical body and move on to another one just like you have in previous lifetimes and you will go on doing so and you will connect back to the source and then you will come back into the the physical body this dude had this uh Dr. Harhari he has this DMT light chamber. Yeah, that sounds that interesting. I did. <laughs> it was the second time I've done it. And this time it was a much longer experience. It was like a 45 minute uh session in this thing. The first time I did for about 15 minutes and that was powerful in itself. But this thing it's got this this uh Pandora's light that's this star astral projection fucking thing that blasts this UV infrared light into your pineal gland and it activates DMT production. Meanwhile, you're in this um, this ormus chamber. Ormus is a type of fluid. It's a plasma. So it's this plasma chamber. And underneath he's got this vibrating bed that's it's all based on science it's a little over my head but the experience itself is very real and it's a very much a psychedelic experience Mm. so this time i went in it and very quickly you blast off man it's like it's like a heavy dose of lsd or psilocybin or dmt it's and you blast into the cosmos Uh, Your eyes are closed and you get into meditation very quickly and it's an astral projected experience, you know, Um, and it's very safe. It's very contained. It's, you know, it doesn't have the same gravity of a true psychedelic experience, but it it takes you exactly where you go in those types Mm. of trips. So immediately I blast off into the stratosphere. And there is, there's like, there's, you know, you go through a letting go of fear. You have a fear response to it. You you definitely have a very intense experience still. So you blast off into the cosmos. And then, you know, I let go. I'm just fucking focusing on my breath. Continuing to breathe. Getting into this meditation experiencing this trip you're seeing the fractalized universe and it's a it's fucking you're seeing energies and light and um you know light patterns and you're getting messages and i saw this dragonfly it took me into this fucking portal dude i was like whoa (laughs) and the next thing you know i sort of forgot where i was and then all of a sudden, I'm coming into this fucking portal this it was it was like a light tube, and I was in the birth canal. Mm. and I was like, "Fuck, I'm fucking being born again right here. It was like a memory though it wasn't it wasn't like an intellectualized thought. it was like, oh shit." This is the memory of me coming through my mother's birth canal being birthed into the world. And, you know, in that experience, I don't know why I'm talking to you about this. Why did I start talking about this? I don't know. God damn it.
1: There wasn't any thread. You just went into it.
0: Well, there was a point to this. This DMT light chamber um
1: we were talking about where it all goes
0: right so in your humanity you come to this place where you realize we're just in this cycle and the deeper you go into very the i mean you get to the fucking really deep end of spirituality and there's a lot in there about how this this cycle of reincarnation Is part of our karma in not recognizing or not fulfilling our full destiny during our physical lifetime. So you get caught in this trap, Mm -hmm. the reincarnation trap Mm. of dying and then being born again Mm. and coming back into life and having to now in this lifetime, I have to rectify my need for recognition or whatever it might be, Mm. you know um where does that lead in this technology i don't well
1: (laughs) what's actually funny to me is that that machine is a quote-unquote technological creation it's
0: a piece of technology isn't that funny yeah but also maybe
1: technology can serve the spiritual journey in some way
0: but the term technology is you know there's natural technology your yeah. breath work is its form of technology right. meditation is a form of technology right uh d m t you know doing ayahuasca ayahuasca is a form of technology yeah
1: yeah you know absolutely yeah how do we re- how do we re- how do we rephrase that electronic technology but what i wanted to say was is humanity's survival be- is uh is humanity as we know it survival hinging on the ever uh the ever compounding you know creation of new technologies like what elon said like there's a point to that like if we can't eat unless we do battle or dance with what ai is then we have to implement certain technologies
0: yeah but that's suggesting that you know the 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 global landscape is overtaken by robotic mechanized existence
1: yeah well i'm not I'm not getting a chip implanted in me, so I'm out
0: and I feel like it's mu- it's it's incredibly vulnerable as much as you know you, i've seen I've seen these fucking videos of these robots these people are building that can do a hundred push ups and jump over a fucking building. <sighs> great great we've built that. that that's so valuable i guess um but you know we also have these weapons that are that are electromagnetic pulses that literally shut down anything yeah like they have electromagnetic bombs that they push a button and it'll fucking wipe out all electronics mm that's all cool. devices mm I don't know enough about it to really speak super in depth on that, but it's, it's incredibly vulnerable Mm. at the end of the day, I guess, you know, what Elon is talking about is we get to this, this matrix, uh, like future where AI has become self-sustaining and humans now just feed the robots, which is what, you know, as I said earlier, these futurists and philosophers have argued is, is where we're going. I just don't see it. I don't see humans having a sustained relationship with this. Yeah, it's
1: not. Well, like I said about the shelf life,
0: that's not forced.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not imposed or forced.
0: You know, it's just, I think it's, it's, I argue that it's unnatural to our humanity, these devices and this digital world. Because it makes you sick. It makes you internally sick. It makes you soul sick.
1: Yeah, otherwise sex dolls would be the most popular thing on the planet. Who knows? I heard this thing the other day that when the ego is dying... It was McKenna said it, but he said it in passing. He said it on the psychedelic salon. He was saying when the ego dies, there's two things that it wrestles with. It wrestles with that. It thinks it's that. That it thinks you're dying. Well, two things that it kind of tries to bamboozle you with that. You're dying. Mm. It's one one side of the coin. Or you're going insane, uh huh. And McKenna was saying the death one is easy, yeah. Because after a while, you realize, all right, I'm still here. I'm clearly not dying. Yeah. The insanity one is is more tricky because you can't tangibly see that. Oh wait, I'm not going insane. I'm just having a new awareness of who I am and the world around me.
0: But that that is a tricky one. I've had moments, I've had moments of that over the last six months where I'm like, am I totally fucking insane? (laughs) Like, am I totally Uh. off, off my fucking rocker? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I don't, I can't really say what it is that brings me back to the edge other than just going, no, I think we're right. I think we're right on here, you know, Um, and we've done a, you know, we've done and we continue to do a very thorough observation of what's happening, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, Jesus Christ, dude. (laughs) Deep topic.
1: I'm blown.
0: I'm totally blown out. Hour and 25, baby. Uh well I think that's about it for yeah, this Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think So that's maybe good. part 3 will be what what did you say?
1: Well, I feel like there's a couple likes followers, followers following yeah, yeah. likes what that represents. All
0: right. So in part 3, which might be the last part, I don't know. We 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 covered a lot of ground in this episode. A lot of philosophical ground of what this all is and the the mechanisms of it. I hope you guys got a lot out of it. I hope you enjoyed it. That was certainly fun. Gus. Yeah,
1: yeah, thank you everybody.
0: Hey, seriously though, so that Gus doesn't have to say it again, <laughs> I think you would love Gus's book, How to Kill a White Man. Check it out. H T K A W Dot com. i link that in the show description uh every time gus is a guest and gus has become you know uh, a recurring co-host in many of these episodes and will continue to because he's a guy i highly respect his opinion and his voice and how he thinks about things so <laughs> gus thank you
1: it's great to be here and every i just want to say something Let's keep the meditation practice going. Please. I really, I know Eb is a huge proponent and believer in this, and I am too. And I know, you know, we're always encouraging each other on this and sharing different insights through our meditation and techniques. And there's a whole world, the cosmos is behind your eyes. There's so much freedom in that third eyescape. So please, and don't beat yourself up about it, man. Just sit. All you have to do, and I think Eb can attest to this, all you have to do is sit down and breathe Mm. through your nose.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I thought that, I don't know what the, I have like, Voices come into my head and say these things to me all the time. And I think it was last night or maybe I was fucking dreaming this, but it was, it was as if I was talking to someone, but it was someone, basically someone talking to me, a spirit talking to me or, you know, my higher (laughs) self talking to me. And it said, when you meditate, all you have to do is sit and listen to your breath. That's it. Just do that. Do it for five minutes. Because look, you know, if you feel any sense of discombobulation or disconnection or you know what it is. You know what it is. Mm. If you're a human being here on this planet, no matter what level of consciousness you are at, when you are sitting by yourself and your consciousness is streaming through you, flowing through you, and you feel uncomfortable or disconnected, what a great moment to seize and start your meditation practice. I I, I can't say enough. It's It's sort of ineffable. It sounds ridiculous. I listen to all these guys who have you know, the current guy and I'm not talking about, you know, my favorite spiritual teachers, the Alan Watts, the Ram Das, um, you know, the these guy, Terrence McKenna. I'm I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about these people who have who have created these apps like Headspace and this guy Dan Harris, who's created this app ten percent happier, I think. It's awesome. It's so good. But listening to the any of these apps. And that's kind of, the, one, of the, one of the beautiful things about our phones and this technology is your ability and your access to various things like this to help you start your meditation practice. I mean, yeah. really, at the end of the day, you don't have to spend a dime to meditate.
1: No, not at all.
0: Set a timer. I think that's helpful, yep. especially in this day and age where we all feel like we have to be somewhere constantly doing something. So, to be able to set a timer and just give yourself, allow yourself to let go for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, whatever you can muster, it's so valuable, man. Get back to square one. Sweep out the cobwebs. Clear mm. out the hard drive.
1: <laughs> That's a good t shirt. You know? Sweep out the cobwebs. <laughs> clear out the hard I drive. I love that, dude. Thanks, every thanks, Ed.
0: Yeah, thank you. Dude. Love you, dude. I love you. This is awesome. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys got a lot out of that. I certainly did. These these episodes, beyond me trying to give something of value back into the world, they're very much therapeutic for me, and I appreciate. I greatly appreciate your support and your ear as always. So. Until next time, everybody. Hey, stay positive, man. Stay in the light. Fill your mind with positive things. Read great books. Listen to great music. I, I had this thought to share with you guys. One of my favorite things to do is put on. Go check out Alan Watts. Check out Ram Dass. Check out Terrence McKenna. You can find these guys talks all over the Internet. On YouTube, etc. And just let that thing play. And let those words flow into your mind and into your heart. And it'll expand you in a way and simultaneously clear out those cobwebs and that dust that's inhibiting you from your greatest self, your highest self. It'll connect you back into the source. So, That being said, lots of love to you guys. Until next time, I'm Evan Britton, and this is the Ebb and Flow podcast. Love y'all. Peace.